Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. Friday morning to you. Yeah, you know, I spilled tea on my on my mixer yesterday. Yeah, tea with sugar in it, and I'm having technical issues with it. Yeah. So you, when you you should hear a crackle now. See, hear that? That's what sugar does to your mixer. So I'm gonna have to transfer that. So when I transfer it, no, I can't even do that. My house. It's my house. <laughs> <laughs> so um, good morning to you on a uh, Friday morning. We're gonna talk food today, cooking. Kim and uh, Greg are gonna join me. I, uh, if you haven't, so this is <clears throat> this is how it should normally sound. 
Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio. And it should be able to go for it. up and down. But I think I've destroyed that now. So it doesn't make me happy. Yeah, and you know what? Here's the thing about the thing of the thing of the thing is that I um, I put whatever I drink, I put in a certain spot for exactly that reason. And uh, I didn't do that yesterday. And uh, now I pay the price for being undisciplined. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's how that goes. So you know what the moral of the story is? Be disciplined on a consistent basis. Breaking news from the Wall Street Journal. Amazon employees in Alabama voted not to form a union. The tech giant's biggest win to date in its battle against labor organizing efforts. That's interesting, huh? Yeah, so that in the news right now. Um, I want to thank everybody who um, who reached out yesterday afternoon, last night, this morning uh, to um, <laughs> um, to uh, how do I say, what do I say uh, to comment on and uh, to express their appreciation for the program yesterday and uh, if you haven't listened to it we went through the findings of fact of an investigation and talked and and discussed them in detail uh, the program's about two hours and uh, I know if if you're not you know if you didn't serve you might not be too interested in it but um, uh, I just want to thank everybody who uh, who who commented on it and uh I think you could see from the uh, amount of work that went into it that it wasn't something that, you know, we did um, haphazardly. And uh, But, you know, there's so much interest in that investigation, as well there should be. And uh, But I just want to thank everybody uh, who, uh, who took the time to write or uh, to contact um, uh, me uh, or send an email and, uh, and say thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. Um, yeah, you know, you know, it's kind of creepy, the whole border thing right now. And let me tell you what's creepy about it. Like, we're, you know, we're not supposed to see it. If you haven't heard, Prince Philip passed away at the age of 99. The husband of the Queen of, Queen of England. Um so yeah, he was he was in the hospital what about a month or two ago, and uh, so uh, we should all be so lucky, right, to live the life that Prince Philip lived. But um, yeah, you know what's creepy about all the border stuff is you know there's like a media blackout, like the director of Homeland Security is going to go down there, but the media is not invited. Like, what is that? So I mean, I, I, again, stuff that just doesn't look right. Um, and so, uh, so it's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to say about that. It's just kind of creepy, gross, right? Whatever. Um, so that's going on. The, uh, the chef and Greg Lotus going to join us. We're going to talk about, I want to talk about glazes for things like salmon and that's where we'll start anyway. God only knows where it will go, but you will hear from both of them here momentarily. And so we'll talk about food today 
on a Friday. The um, what else is in the news? That's kind of it. So the um, it is Friday. So Whitney Houston sings the national anthem. So good morning to you. Oops, wrong, wrong button. gets old hearing <laughs> and uh uh this dedicated to uh the mensa brothers um uh you know one of the things i've always enjoyed about my friends uh is uh the things really that bind us and that is uh um they're deeply devoted to their country uh they love intellectual discussion and uh and they're thinkers all of them and so uh um Yesterday was a great example of it. So this is dedicated to uh, the Mensa Brothers um, for the show that that uh, they participated in yesterday. Well done. <laughs>
you're betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly what keeps you awake at night nothing i keep other people awake at night for this campus had prepared him well <clears throat> i'm very confident that thank you very much <clears throat> if this was vodka it'd be a lot better speech <clears throat> But I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore. So, young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day. And Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't, we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult challenging conditions and odds and win. You gotta win. I just saw um, a montage of pictures of Prince Philip throughout his life. He's a good looking dude, man. And uh, fought in World War II, part of the British Navy. Um... There's a great picture of him with a with a with a beard, <laughs> with a beard and a big mustache. Um, but yeah, what a life, huh? We'll check the weather and then we'll get Kim and and Greg on. I've got an email question I got to answer. Currently in Quantico, it is cloudy in 58 at Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune down the coast. It is. 76 nice already it is sunny in 64 and 29 palms pendleton is partly sunny in 55 camp smith and wise dark cloudy 64 okinawa dark cloudy 69 darwin where it's always warm it is dark cloudy 76 that's cold in darwin and norway partly sunny and 50 degrees Looking for a high today. Well, currently, partly cloudy and 56 here in Southern California. Looking for a high of 70 today, 69 tomorrow, 68 on Sunday. That is a look at your weather. Um, Nancy sends this. Thank God it's Friday. Good morning, Mac and the All Marine Radio family. How was the post-traumatic winning graduate ser- seminar? Well, you know, uh, we had General Furness um, and his wife, Linda. And uh, General Furness is the one that, you know, was the first place, you know, that I ever did the presentation. So I thought, you know, it was, you know, I wanted him to tell, you know, the background on it. And then uh, also the different experiences that he's had relative to it. Uh, One of them being... He sits through the presentation, I think, three times, and then he stands up and he says stuff I know that he's never talked about in public, and that is, you know, for him, what it's like to have 100 Marines under his command killed in combat. And then, you know, he shocks everybody when he says, but that's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And he tell, talks about the day that uh, he found out that his four-year-old daughter, who's now 22, Elizabeth, uh, was mentally retarded. And he stands there and can't tell the story without his voice cracking, right? 
And, uh, and so, but what happened by him doing that, by, and again, don't fake mental health wasn't a commandment when I started. Watching him and watching that changes that. And so, um, so, you know, I wanted him to talk about that, the reaction that he got from Marines who didn't think they had anything in common with him. All of a sudden, he's not a distant general that they can't relate to. He's a human being that they can, and they did. And then the impact of that stuff. So I wanted, so he, he was, he and his wife Linda talking about those experiences um, and why, you know, they think that it has such an impact wherever it goes. So it was, uh, it was good. And then we got into an dis- interesting discussion about people who hear these things, you know, and, and they say that, you know, my trauma is not the same as yours. Mine's not worthy. Mine's not what yours is. And, and I think it's really a big part of education in, in all of this to let people know that, no, <laughs> your trauma is as significant as anybody else's. It matters, right? It matters. It truly matters. And so you, um, you can't be afraid to go there. And a lot of times we find ways, uh, in fact, somebody, uh, somebody uh, gave me, uh, came up with a great quote, and it's a quote to the effect that, that the reason we minimize trauma like that is so we don't have to deal with it. Well, so-and-so's is so much worse. And, um, and so, um, so therefore we minimize our trauma and, you know, I, 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 mine should be causing me this, this, this issue, except that it does, right? Except that it does. And, um, right. And so it goes. The, um. So, so it was an interesting discussion, and and I think it's great, you know, once you broaden the lens a little bit, and you know, you get different people involved in the discussion to see the impact that that, that has on the discussion and the people involved in the discussion. So I, uh, so so it was, uh, I thought it was great, and next week we're not going to have a guest or anything. We're just going to kind of do open mic. Um, uh, and, you know, what's on your mind relative to this? You know, they've seen it and they've gone through the presentation. You know, we did that. So I think there will be kind of a, a bit of a a meter um, to that in that it'll have room to breathe. And then obviously take suggestions of, uh, of, uh, of the different people that are involved in it. And to try to create something that's compelling on a weekly basis that you'll want to go to and, and discuss these things. So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think it's exciting all the time. Now, for whatever reason, Skype's not working. Well, there it is. Where the hell did it go, though? I can't find my Skype program. It says it's there, but it's not. And uh, so, and I can't close it. 
Let's try that. Not working. Close window. Hmm. This is a problem. So the workaround is to call Kim on a phone. <clears throat> oh, I can call him on Skype. All right. Never mind. Uh, Greg Lotus coming up in one second here. And so we'll get Greg on and then we'll get Kim on. Greg, always e easier to connect with. And so here he is, live in color, Greg Lotus. What's going on? Nothing, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's my birthday today. You're kidding me. No. How old are you? I think I was 28. They told me anyway. <laughs> or maybe no, you know what? I think I mixed it up. They just said I had a body like a twenty-eight-year-old. A body like a twenty-eight-year-old. <laughs> Heather must be so fired up about that. We? No, oh, she's got to wear a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So yeah, no, I gotta be at uh, five uh, five minutes to eleven because uh, I'm with you. My my boy's taking me out for lunch. So really. Yeah, you know, he's got practice early in the morning, so uh, even though they don't know what's going to happen with this COVID deal, but um, yeah, he said he wants to take me out, so I said, sure, I just got to do the radio stuff. So Nice, nice. And we're talking about uh, Peyton, right? Yeah. How, uh, how have you been? I've been, uh, I've been good, man. I, uh, me and my... Uh, some compadres we uh, put together. I mean, you remember there was an accident um, mm -hmm. off the coast of California, and uh, and I'm trying to reach a cord <laughs> so I can get Kim on. Um, and uh, you know, their investigation got released, and so we did a program yesterday where we uh, we went through it in detail and. You know, when you do serious stuff like that, uh, my friends are good guys. I mean, they're people like you and people like Kim, and it's just the people I've gravitated to. And, you know, people just um, – are you there, Kim? Corner. Hello? Corner, be nice. I don't think he's there yet. It says he's there. Well, <laughs> I know. he might say he's there, but he ain't there. Otherwise, we hear his big booming voice. Kim, are you muted? Possibly. It says you have a headset no, on. I'm fine. Oh, there he there is. There you go. There he is. Uh, how about that? Yeah, but so I uh, had my head, I had my ear yeah, plugs in, and uh, I had to take them out and put my headphones on. Out of boy. <clears throat> the wonders of technology. But we did we did a program about uh, it was about two hours long on the investigation. And all the different okay. things they found in it, which were some were more awful, uh, just I mean, incredible leadership errors, and there were multiple of them. The, the incident clearly, oh, wow. yeah, the clear incident clearly, uh, clearly preventable, and uh, heartbreaking that eight Marines and a sailor died. And and but you know when you you know and my friends worked hard with me to put it together, and it was, and but I I just kept getting reactions throughout, throughout the evening and and whatnot, and so it was very. 
uh, very gratifying to know that people appreciated it and listened to it and whatnot. So, uh, so that uh, that was good. That was good. That was good. What if, uh, so, hey, Kim, it's Greg's birthday today. Did you know that? Happy birthday, Greg. Golly. Thank are you. you are you 30 yet? 28. Uh, no, I was just telling Matt, 28. 28. You're what? 28 years old. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that cares about age and stuff. Like people uh, freak out that they're 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever. Like whatever. <laughs> when your time comes, your time comes. Yeah. 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 Look, look, uh, look, those are not freak out ages. All right, 60, 70. Now you're now you're in the ballpark. Okay. Hey, no, dude. no. Fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kimmy, am I lying about that? No, I'm 77 and uh, having a ball. Right. Uh, considering my condition, uh, I'm I'm enjoying life to the fullest. Kim, what are the odds that you got to get to 77? Think about it. About a hundred to one. <laughs> yeah, because you know why? He treated his body like an amusement park back in the 60s. Shit, so good for him. Well, if it would have, hey, if you it could w- probably uh, say that all the way up into the 90s. <laughs> I was gonna say, and and and. I think uh, uh, when I turn 60, it's when I put the brakes on. <laughs> Otherwise, it was balls to the wall. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, if it I, I, if it would have stopped in the 60s, he'd be a different human being. He's Let me tell you, Kim's living on, I mean, what's the expression, playing with house money? No, borrowed yeah. time, living on borrowed time. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I'm, I'm living... Uh, the grace of Dr. Beauregard, the the cardiologist who did the quadruple bypass, and uh, yeah, but before, and, uh, I mean, you know, oh, your pace oh, was Stent City, baby, Stent City pacemaker, right? Yeah, yeah, defibrillator. Yeah, which that thing me back to life a couple of times. Yeah, Kim tells me this story like he's having lunch or something in his uh, in his place downtown, and the next thing he knows, he wakes up on the floor. Yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Knocked me right out to off the stool. You you know the stools in here. And uh, yeah, I was having having a coffee and a bagel and reading the Sunday paper when they had a Sunday paper. And uh, and I said I said to myself, "What the fuck?" And then I woke up. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> With papers all over the floor. Hey Kim, I uh, I'm going out to lunch. My son's uh, taking me out to lunch today, but um, we also have a special guest, and I, I don't know if Mac will remember this guy because he played with me. But uh, Philip Moore is coming coming through town to go fishing at Devil's Lake, so he's going to stop by too. Um, I'm sure you remember yeah, Phil. Yeah, I do. I oh, definitely he a, do. He had a great career at UND. Oh, he was yes. all-American. Yeah, yeah, he was un- unbelievable. So, He's a man. Um, yeah, one of my very, very good friends I still keep in touch with, so he's going to come by too. So it's it's nice. And you're going, uh, you guys are heading up to Devil's Lake to go fish, or he is? Well, I might go. Not today. It's a little bit rainy and shitty. Uh, but tomorrow I might go. And, and we got a little taste of warm weather last week in the uh-huh. 60s, some 70s, and now it's like on, on – uh, a couple of days is the high is supposed to be 39 for Lawson's baseball game next Tuesday. Come on. Um, 
Yeah, well, we were get, we went to Lawson's game uh, a couple of days ago in Fargo, and in the morning it was all nice and sunny, and I was like, oh God, it's going to be awesome. Set up the chairs, get the seeds ready, get to the ball diamond in Fargo. Overcast, uh, forty eight degrees with the light mist. Nice. Oh Jesus. Nice. Yeah. Good, good so summer. Sit in the truck weather. Hey, where are you guys going to to launch today? Uh, well, I don't know yet. Uh, Peyton is is going to call me uh, when he's done with practice and stuff, so I'm not sure. Oh, is Peyton uh, is Peyton buying? Well, <laughs> well, if that's the case, then I'm inevitably buying. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I I like how these kids they say, "Oh, Dad, I went to the store and bought you a chocolate bar and this and that." Meanwhile, the money that they have is stuff that I've given them. Exactly. I took care of it, Dad. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at, at, at least they thought of me. At exactly. least they thought of me. Hey, you know what? You know? And at least they put in the effort, right? Yes, like exactly. When so. you have some money, I'll take that from you. But until then, <laughs> I will accept the effort. You know, that's why you know I tell my kids, look, I don't want a present. Just make me a card. Sit down and, you know, you go through the cards your kids make, um, even when they're adults. And they're the best because they say something that has happened in the last year, um, yep. blah, 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 blah. And you'll look back years later and you remember it. And I, I, I think that is the best. Don't buy me anything. Okay. Just make me something. Right. You know what? And, and I second that, except I will say that when my mom or my wife makes me something like my mom's chocolate cake or yeah but she yesterday. doesn't she doesn't make that anymore right she del- no, delegated that yeah, to heather I, that's always a sensitive no. subject it's horseshit effort but, um what i'm saying is my wife stayed up extra late last night i didn't know what she was doing and then this morning i see eight ramekins of creme caramel and uh chopped up raspberries some kiwis some uh strawberries and everything and i took a oh. bite of the creme caramel and it because she got the recipe from kim and she absolutely nailed it with the whole vanilla bean deal and everything so when you show that much effort the effort part of it is i'm like you mac you know a card is effort you have to write something down you have to make it but when someone cooks something for you, it doesn't have to be extravagant. I mean, it's just cream and sugar and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, you could buy Egg steaks yolk. or strips. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but again, as you cook in a ramekin, you, uh, you yeah. got to make the caramel sauce. It's it's a it's a monumental effort. Yeah, no, that's so, yes, I mean, the, can whip the planning, together, the planning and so, all of it is like, you yeah, know, somebody right. took their time uh, to make, to make me feel important. And let me tell you, exactly. I don't, you know, that's why cards, in my opinion, you know, sit down, yeah. take take your favorite picture of somebody of the last year and then write them a note that's personal. And that, let yeah. me tell you, and, and, and when they bury that person, they will find that card in their, in, in a box someplace because they will never, ever, ever throw it away. And when, when they do, it'll make them smile. And that's what the purpose of it is. But, with the amount of time and effort it takes to go buy a card compared to cutting out some construction paper or whatever, or and then finding that picture, thinking about the story, then writing it, and then writing a personal message 
just like cooking, it's the same thing. It's the time that, that, you know, people can't buy more time or they can't buy, you know, there's only so much land to go around, but they certainly cannot buy time. And when someone spends time to make you feel special, then that's the difference between getting a $5,000 ring or a new car or whatever, like shit. If you have the money, that's an easy thing. But the whole time thing, Mac and Kim, is what it's all about. Yeah, no, I agree. That's right. I agree. Amen. I agree. Um, Here's an email. Happy birthday to my son, Gregory. I am very... I am very proud of the man he's become from John Lotus in uh, Arizona these oh, days. Right. Yes. God bless so, him. Hi, John. It's, <laughs> it's so weird to uh, to say from Arizona because I guarantee you when his parents raised him being Polish immigrants, um, that they didn't say, hey, one day you and your wife will live in Arizona. <laughs> My dad would think that his father was high for sure because <laughs> they are simple people and you know construction people my dad worked hard his whole life never mind my mom raising us and, and then getting odd jobs here and there uh, but for them to come to Grand Forks uh, so that they could be closer to their grandchildren and see everybody and, and then uh, watch me coach and play and all this kind of stuff. And then now to getting a better life for as they get up in age with their arthritis and certain things, the breathing stuff, the drier air, they're, they're enjoying themselves. They found a nice community with a pool. Um, and it's just a great thing. So I'm, I'm very happy to see them happy, but, um, I still doesn't change the fact that my mom is too lazy to make me a cake. You know, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew we were going to get to that. I knew we were going to get to that. You know, I, I have to tell, uh, John, um, you know, um, uh, I met him after he moved to, uh, to Grand Forks and, and Greg's mom and, um, and uh, I remember when um, your dad and mom became citizens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And he was so. The big time. Oh, my. And, and so, and after he became a citizen, I took him a flag. He's so proud. So proud of that. Yeah. I took him a flag that had flown over Camp Fallujah. And he was at work. So I went to, I, I found him at work and. There's something about the whole, to this day, process of when somebody becomes an American. And you see this thing in them that a lot of Americans, you know, I don't know that they have. That this, this incredible appreciation of the nation and whatnot. And I, I tried to, you know, when I gave them the flag, I couldn't, I got tears in my eyes. I got very emotional. And I was talking to somebody um, who was talking about becoming an American citizen just this week. And they said, when I got the blue passport, it's like, oh, my God, right? Oh, my God, yeah. like, I'm an American. And uh, it's just, it's, uh, it's very, very cool. I, so I will never forget, uh, I'll never forget that day and, and uh, you know, and, and, uh, and no, just how excited, you know, when people become citizens of this country, um, you know, it's, I think it's ironic. If you travel around the world, you will come back and you will conclude that, 
you live in the, the country that is the least racist, that has the most opportunity, right? And where you could be whatever you want to be. But, you know, the narrative and a lot of it being, you know, run to the world by the Chinese who have Muslims imprisoned in concentration camps who just took over Hong Kong a few months ago is that we are this, this horrible racist nation. And, uh, and yet anybody who believes that, I wish I could give you a ticket. Just travel around the world. And when you come back, you will conclude this. Not perfect by a long shot. But better, nobody else is even close. Nobody else is even close. And that's, so. That's right. Right. And, and again. Uh, that's the way I felt. Well, Kim, Kim, Kim and I are old enough. Greg is not. I mean, we lived through the 60s. We know what institutional racism is and uh and again we have we still have bigots in our culture but you know uh people who come to this country and become citizens have a have a have a little bit different perspective and i i always find it yep. interesting so no very cool prince philip passed away at 99 uh you see pictures all yeah. the, you know they're showing pictures of him all over the place man he was a good looking dude fought world war Two. there's a great picture yep. of him with his bushy beard and mustache um <laughs> And uh, no, I mean, lived to be ninety-nine years old as the prince. Uh, uh, That's a good life. Uh, let, let me just say, he didn't have to shovel a lot of holes or ditches uh, growing up. So I'm sure for for his ninety-nine years, he lived well above the average Joe. So <laughs> no, <laughs> he's surviving World War Two. In those days, uh, it was a feat, and. Uh, and he just happened to get lucky marrying the queen. Hello, a little, but, uh, a little bit. Uh, Cash cow. But when they were young. They were a real good-looking couple, especially him. Yeah. And uh, uh, and they, you know, what seventy-two years they were married. Uh, that's a good run. Yeah, that's a good. That is a good run. But he was in the hospital a couple months ago, and yep. uh, and then got out. But. Uh, yeah, now you see this whole montage of uh, pictures, and you're just yeah. you're looking at him going, "Wow, a good-looking guy with an incredible life, uh, with an incredible life." And uh, and I mean, her run as the queen has has been amazing as well. It's un unparalleled. Right. Um, I've got an email question. Hey, Mac, I was cooking salmon, and I wondered if Greg or Kim has a glaze or anything that they would put over salmon. Let me go first yeah. because he's going to have a better example. <laughs> no, no, sure. go ahead. But no, I know that my wife makes a honey glazed salmon with a gar garlic. Um, I don't know the recipe offhand, but I know when you go online and you put in best, you know, glaze or glaze for salmon. Um, it'll bring up a whole bunch of things and the majority of them have honey and lemon, you know, salt, pepper, and some other things. Uh, but I love it when we just bake it or put it on the grill, um, with the skin on and you bake it yeah. so that just, it just flakes apart and then you put the glaze on. So that's what I do, but I'm sure Kim has the exact recipe. Yeah. What would you? Well, yeah. And, and I was going to say, uh, Honey is always a uh, champion uh, glaze, but you might want to add sriracha or miso. That's that Japanese uh, paste that uh, 
it's really it's awesome. Miso. Yeah, miso is awesome. Yeah, it balances with the honey and, and you salmon, and you're in the front row. I mean, it's it's killer. Uh, and then uh, okay, hold on. So miso, sauce. hold on. Miso is spelled. Do you know how to spell it? M I S O. M E S O. Well, which one of you is right? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I thought I'll it was M I S O. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'll look it up. So okay, but, so uh, let's talk about it. so so parts of we used to do the prairie sauce, as you know. Right. On our salmon. So, so that, that that had honey and and uh, all kinds of stuff in there. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, and let so me ask Mac, you, it's it's M I S O. Oh, Kim was right. Yep. Kim is the. Spe- no, I should I should have known that, but Kim is the spelling champion for this morning. What um, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't normally have spelling bees here, but what the hell, um, so how do if you're baking if you're making salmon. Uh, Kim, Greg, how do you do? You bake it? Do you fry it? Uh, if you don't grill it, so if you if you're not going to grill it, uh, I'll, you know, on I'll, a, on a, I'll on a, put it in. A, I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. You didn't. I, I would, I would uh, put mine in a uh, cast iron skillet uh, with the uh, just a. a wee bit of olive oil and seasoning on it and and cook it with the skin side down and then when i flipped it i would brush the honey miso or honey shiracha uh, mixture on and that's heated up in in a saucepan and then i'd brush that on in the top while the bottom is cooking so it it uh gets in into the uh fish a little bit and that's it you know and maybe that was a the little first, extra on when you're take it off the first time you said that i was stunned that you start your salmon sunny side down well i i at the restaurant we used to skin the salmon right. because we'd get uh sides of salmon that were like uh six eight pounds a side uh and so you start with the tail and, and our customers weren't hip to the skin. For me, I love the skin because no, the skin, it- the skin is where it's at. Anybody that's ever eaten salmon knows that if you have a crispy skin or a skin that's done with a sauce and, and whatever, it is one of the best parts of the fish. And then when you bite yep. with the flakes plus the skin, that's where you get the whole authentic taste. Like, no, I, th- I think it sucks, man. What are you like, an animal, yeah. an animal in Sea World or something? And, uh, and the same way with your trout, Greg. Yeah, that you were exactly. talking about a few weeks ago. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I, I hate I it. I eat the tail. I eat the tail because it's so. It's like a potato chip. And now they're making. You're just. Uh, you're just. Dis- you're disgusting. You know what? It's closed-minded people that that there's a reason why you're from a different you're from a different country. You have weird customs. Weird. Hold on. Polish customs. Excluding me as an American citizen, you're excluding me. I don't care if you have the blue passport or not. You bring your crazy. You bring your from a different country. (laughs) So now, everyone from Mac, it's not a blue passport. It's a ticket to ride. 
mean, once you have that passport, you can go any fucking where in the world. Everyone that doesn't have, is not from Max country, cannot say anything in this country. That's what No, no, no. You can say something, but it's just when you eat the entire fish, right? What are you like? Yeah. You're like an animal at SeaWorld. Come on. You know what? You know what I'm not? I don't waste anything. Just like oh, here with, with we a go. pig doll, with a pig, they, they, we, they. we use the intestines <laughs> to do the, the sausage. We eat the liver and the heart and all the stuff, the bones to make the stock, the head. We make head cheese. And you know what? If head something's going to give its life for us, we got to make sure we use it. He didn't give his life for us. We killed him. That's There's a difference. Exactly. So his life's gone because of us. Oh my God. And head cheese is so tasty. Head cheese is the most disgusting thing I, I've I ever know, seen in my too. life. It's not. It's amazing. Oh, I worked at a supermarket, and that's the first time I ever saw it. It's this clear stuff, you know, jellified yeah. that, with all the shit floating in it. I looked at that. I'm like, that will never cross my lips. Yeah. Okay. Home, homemade head cheese is a oh, hell of a lot different and a hell of a lot better. Unbelievable. So, anyway, we were talking about <laughs> grilling salmon sunny side down. And Kim, I I didn't know that, but Kim said, yeah, it gives it a little bit of crust on top. We, yeah. Notice that I threw like a little French in there, so you rubes would like understand. Yes, that yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a man. I'm a man. Rubes, I'm yes. a man of culture. You could also, Kim. Gotcha. You you could also say the biggest mistake people make with fish is they overcook it. Oh, that's the worst. That's criminal. That's not a mistake. That's a criminal act. So should so fish. Always, so should you give advice, like advice wise, Kim, as far as cooking, a, you know, a slab of salmon. I mean, I know you deal with the depth and everything, uh, but when you bake it versus grill it versus fry it, how how do you tell with all three of those when the fish is done adequately and at the peak of of the best it could be? Well, you you, uh, you kind of poke at it and. Uh... You, you you pry a little bit of the layer apart, and when you see it flake, the layer, and you see it glistening in there, I call it the high-pro glow. <laughs> that's kitchen talk. And, and uh, that means that, that that's done, and, and it flakes off, and, and it might be a little uh, pink in the center, but that's how you want it because it, yeah. when salmon is overcooked, it's chewy and tough like halibut or any other fish. And, and you lose so flavor. Tons of flavor. You, you, you want that glistening part. Now, when I uh, cook salmon uh, at the restaurant, I took the skin off before it became uh, mandatory to leave the skin on. And uh, uh, it, it, it was easy because you just look at the side. You take the piece up and you look at the side and uh, you could see whether it was, was overdone, not underdone. Uh, and that was that. And then you pull it off and you let it rest a second or a minute. And uh, what I would do, would I would glaze the fish uh, with the prairie sauce 
and then uh, put it on the plate and pour the uh, prairie sauce over it. And uh, then when you broke into it, you'd get these flakes. And you should, if it's overcooked, it won't flake like that. It'll just crumble. And, mm. and you want your salmon to, to be real, real nice and, and glowing in the inside. So here's, I got another email for you guys. And I know Greg's got to go in about 12 minutes. Um, email says this. You don't often talk about French food on the show. Does Kim have a favorite uh, French dish? And does Greg? Is Greg French-Canadian or European-Canadian? No, I'm, I'm European-Canadian. Um, to be considered French-Canadian, you got to grow up in Quebec or an adjoining city in Ontario or Halifax or things like that. But um, I am a huge fan of French food and a lot of the bases for the world's cuisine comes from France, uh, from the different cheeses that we get, Cambazola, uh, Bolo, like all these stinky feet cheeses that we constantly get in the house that the kids can't stand. It seems like someone's shit right in the kitchen. Uh, when we get the cheese out, but they they taste really good. And it was uh, actually at Sanders where I got the cheese tray with the fruit and the nuts all together that I started enjoying that. Uh, but I love uh, poutine, which is a French dish with uh, very, like, very economical. It's French fries done crispy, and then they have uh, cheese curds on top, and then they put uh, a luscious gravy that they usually, it comes from chicken fat or goose fat or something like that, uh, that makes it just unctuous. And you could put a variety of uh, meat and peas and everything else on it, but I like vinegar and ketchup, white vinegar and ketchup as far as uh, a French dish. But there's many others like foie gras, which is duck liver that we eat frequently. That's I, I dis- that's disgusting. Do you yeah, speak, well, do you speak do you speak French when you grew up in Canada? Did you have to? Is it? Yeah, the, no, yeah, we had, we had to take French for say something. Years. Say something in French. Uh, bonjour, je, uh, je m'appelle uh, Greg. Um, et bien. Uh, I mean, I, I could talk a whole bunch of, uh, you know, my age and everything else, so I can get by. Um, Heather is kind of amazed sometimes when we do meet someone that's completely French, and I can get a lot of what they're saying and reply and, and then get directions and stuff like that. So, well, let, me, so, so let me ask you, do you like French people generally, or do you find them arrogant, or what do you think? No, no, no overall... Overall, they do earn their reputation, without a doubt, I think. Uh, but just like everyone else, um, you know, you're, you're trying to get by in the world. But in Canada, uh, French Canadians are looked at almost like an enemy in a sense. Like, uh, you know, they've wanted succession like Texas. Like, oh, we're just going to be our own country and everything else. But then they want to use our railway system and our highway system and and, and they want to use our money and blah, blah, blah. So it's just ridiculous. But, however, the center of the culinary world in North America is in Montreal. 
Montreal and Vancouver, you could say there are so many Michelin star chefs working in both locations. All right, Kim, how about you? Uh, are, you a fran- uh, are you a fan of French cuisine? I love French food. I, <clears throat> when I, when I uh, finished uh, the hotel in uh, Switzerland, there are three of us, uh, uh, a fellow uh, co-worker from uh, uh, Toronto, and, and myself and Bob would go to Paul Bocuse's in Lyon. And his his restaurant is right on the uh, Rhone River, and it was the only uh, a restaurant that had uh, takeout for barge boats, you know, luxury boats uh, in, in France, and a three star <laughs> takeout. And but I went there, and the the first time I had uh, a truffle soup with uh, this crust on top that was divine. And uh, then we had a chicken. Uh, and in France, they have the, uh, he used to get these certain chickens from the north, from Brest, France. And uh, they were cooked in a pig's bladder and basted, self-basted. And then they bring it to the table and then they pop open the, the bladder and then they carve the chicken table side and then put this sauce on it you thought you were died gone to heaven and uh and i've had a uh, the first time the idea i got for cooking salmon and crew in a puff pastry shell was at bocuse's place and uh but uh the foie gras and and they uh the, the the uh just whatever they did uh i i like uh i was traveling in uh, along the southern coast of france in marseille and uh going to and from morocco and uh we had boulia bays uh now that's a fish stew and it's possibly uh, you know, we we have uh, versions of it called Chipino. I, I know Greg knows how to make it, and um, and things like that. But uh, bouillabaisse, it's it, indigenous to Marseille because of the type of fish, and they they buy it uh, or they they get this junk fish from the fishermen, and they cook it down for the broth the whole damn thing. They, they don't eat the fish. They throw that out and, you know, to get the collagen out of the, the bones and, and the, the flesh. And then, uh, but then they surf white fish in there and there'd be clams and mussels and, uh, uh, oysters, uh, and then, uh, Oh, something like a sea bass, uh, even a langoustine, uh, that's a, uh, jumbo shrimp uh and uh and then they'd serve it with these crude garlic croutons and and the broth i mean you could take a bath in it you could drink it it's just so damn good but uh the effort to make that dish is monumental uh and uh you know i i've, I've never been to france 
Um, yeah. But I went to Montreal. It's the first time I really, like, uh, we went to the old city. And uh, yes. the first time I ever had, like, a French dining experience, which is, what, three hours long with seven courses. Oh, that's yep. the best. Uh, that's it was, the best. It, it, was, it was like, I remember sitting there thinking, like, this is the way you're supposed to go out and have dinner. It's a social event. Yes. And, and it was. And it, no phones. And you talk about the length of time. But, yeah. But it goes and then. So and then everybody busts out a cigarette. So, I mean, it, you had yeah. everything. And then I did not know about Montreal that it is uh, like the strip capital of the world. Right? Oh, yes, God, yeah. So we go to a, a bar called Chapery, and there's all these pictures of the Montreal Canadiens with the Stanley Cup in the strip joint, right? And, <laughs> you know, it, and it was like an incredible place, right? It is an incredible yeah. place. Um and I called a friend and I said, I asked the bartender, I said, hey, you know, um, you know, and again, I've been around the world. I've been in like more than one strip joint around the world. So normally, depending on where you go and how close you are to the pier, you know, dirty feet, right? Um, you know, missing teeth, you know, it's not always what you see in the movies. But in Montreal, yeah. it was like, Wait a minute. Am I dead? Did I go to? Did I get killed? And I'm am I in heaven right now? So I asked the bartender. Yeah. I asked the bartender. Well, I said, "Hey, wait, let let me finish that Boku story." Are you kidding the me? I'm talking about strip joints. To... Okay, let's talk about strip joints. No, I'll finish it right now. But I asked the bartender. I said, "Hey, what is this? Is place?" To... And he says, "Oh, you do not know." He said, "Montreal's is strip capital of the uh, of the world." I did know that. Yeah, he's and I'm like, really? And he said, "Yeah." So I called a friend of mine who played in the NHL. And I said, hey, I'm in Montreal. I'm at Chez Paris. Where should I go? He goes, go to Wanda's. Be there by 1 o'clock. <laughs> All I will tell you about Wanda's is unbelievable. Okay, so now back to Paul yeah. Buku. Buku. Well, I know. It's hard to top Wanda's. <laughs> um, and you don't even know what went on there. But let me tell you, that's a statement of fact. Uh, listen. My imagination, I know what's going on. <laughs> but, but you know, we we were greeted at the door by him, Bokus himself. Mm. And there were seven of us piling out of our our, our van. And uh, so he took us to our, did you have a reservation? Yeah. Took us to our table, sat us. He was our waiter that night. Whoa. And... Uh, he, uh, now wait a minute. Was this he, a special group because you guys are chefs or something? And hold on, Greg. No, ha no, this, Greg this, has to this go. Was, Greg, yeah. first of all, happy birthday! Uh, happy birthday, Greg. Have a good one. Thanks for coming Thank on. You. And tell Peyton yeah. we all said hey. And then yep. Kim, I'll call you. I'll call you about next week. Kim, we'll go for breakfast. Oh, I can't wait, man. All right, brother. All right. Talk to you guys. Thanks. Yeah. Happy birthday. Bye bye. bye. Okay, now back to Paul Boku for the third time. Okay, so so we're uh, we're ordering our dinner. He he pretty much is uh, suggesting uh, uh, one of the dishes with a pot au feu, which is uh, uh, kind of like beef shank and potatoes and uh, sausages and all this deluxe cabbage. Uh, that are cooked in the broth uh, and brought out on a big platter. And that was just one course. 
I thought it was the meal, uh, but had eating there a couple of times and knowing that it's going to take three to four hours. And then we went through dinner, and then they bring the, the dessert carts around. Not one cart, but two carts loaded top and bottom with desserts, and you pick out what you want and as much as you want. And then after that came the cheese carts. And Greg would have loved that, the stinky cheese, the, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then, uh, which I would ate ample amount of that. The cheese after then the... Then he comes the, out. Hold on, the cheese after, after the, dessert? the dessert? Yep. And then and then he came comes out with uh, and offers to buy us all a cognac. And we said, well, sure. And then he came out with a box of cigars, and there were there were three ladies and four guys, and they all lit up smoking cigars. And he sat down with us and talked uh, about food and wanted to know where everybody was from. There was uh, George and his wife were from um, Toronto, and there was a German girl there. And uh, oh, German and- girls, we all know about them. Yeah, and then um, uh, a Swiss girl, and then the rest of us, and uh, Bob, and <laughs> and it, it was does, lots of fun. How does Bob get into and all then the... he offered to take us shopping the next morning. We said, well, what, what time is that? Oh, 4.30 in the morning? <laughs> said, yeah, that's when I go to the market, 4.30 in the morning. So a couple of us. Wait a minute. What time? To, what time does he leave his place at night? Well, it it was pushing uh, well, one o'clock when we left, wow. and we were the last table, and he gave us a tour through the kitchen on our way out, and uh, the kitchen was so clean you could eat off the floor. Oh, serve my dinner on the floor. I'll eat it out in here. <laughs> That's and. You know, they, they call them a brigade, a brigade that, that works in, for a chef in France. And uh, they are tight and uh, they just keep everything polished and shiny and clean. And then uh, uh, we, uh, we, a couple of us met him the next morning at the market. And he took us through, and we watched him, yeah, a case of this, some of this, no, and he's chatting away all the time. And we're just <laughs> straggling along like very hungover rag dolls. And, uh, and then uh, he, uh, we had coffee and uh, croissant, and, uh, and then he took off. And uh, we went to bed <laughs> and slept for a couple hours. And then uh, we started touring around Lyon. And uh, I, you just you can't get bad food in France. They even rate their truck stops. They have the, uh, the, the French rooster with the red, white, and blue uh, stripes on it. Yes. Sign hanging up that means that Michelin has rated that truck stop is okay. 
And we I mean, all we all know that Michelin. Who, is, who is rates it? their truck stops? Wow. Only the fucking French. And uh, <laughs> but uh, their food is good, and their pastries, their uh, uh, charcuterie, you know, their their meats. And, have have uh, you ever just have you ever gone food. bread shopping with somebody who's from France? Bread shopping? Yeah. Have you ever watched them like? evaluate bread well yeah they're the worst oh my god i mean they're so arrogant about it you know it's like they look at Uh, you know know how you know how all french people have like a sneer just like waiting to come out so i'm in this bakery and there's this french girl standing there and she's just looking at all the bread she's just like you could tell she's thinking like this is garbage Right, and everybody that's around is like, "This is a bakery. It's a popular bakery." And she's just standing there. She's just sneering at all the bread, going, Pfft. "Like I'm gonna feed this to my cat." The um, yeah. So they are. I mean, pastries and bread and friends, so, right? Yes, but even in in uh, Montreal, uh, if it's a French bakery. Every freaking piece of bread is good in there. No, I'm uh, talking about somebody... this. This happened down here in Southern California. Oh well, that's that's a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and everybody's it... like, "Oh, this bakery's really nice," and she was standing there like with a sneer on her face, going, "These peasants, they don't know anything about bread." Unbelievable. But I guess if you grow up like that, well, that I... you would think that, right? It's like us. It's like us going to Uruguay yeah, and, buy, and buying a taco. Like this is garbage. Like what is this? The one thing I learned when I was in Europe and traveling around the different countries mm-hmm. and working is the old saying, when in Rome, do as the Roman do. And, and if you're in the States and you're from a different country, you pay attention and find the best bread. If not, get your fucking ass out of the store. Uh, and, uh, and if I was working in that bakery and she had attitude, I'd say, well, maybe you need to go home. <laughs> yeah. Go back to France. Right? Yes. And don't hit the door little don't let the door hit you on the in the ass on the way out. The uh no. Well, I, no, but I, again, that's it, when just you so when, rude. No, but when you grow up like that, right? I mean and we'd all like to think that, you know, we, we you know we would give every bakery a chance, but some people are like bakery haters, you know. That's the way it is. The, yeah, uh, you're right. The, uh, all right. What do you do? You have big plans for the weekend? Uh, I'm just gonna watch the hockey game tomorrow night. Uh, uh, St. Cloud and uh, and UMass got beaten overtime by uh, or beat uh, Duluth in overtime yesterday. Who 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 beat Duluth? Saint, uh, University Saint, of Massachusetts. Are Amherst. you? Wow. I I was pissed. Yeah, because that means UND uh, didn't lose to the champion. Yeah, and it, five overtimes, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they got beat by UMass. And uh, to be honest, uh, they look pretty lethargic, especially in the overtime period. Uh, they they caught in the second period, but they're. I I I just thought out of the gate they were a better team. They. They had piss and vinegar, and like all our most of our teams in our league, and uh, 
but all of a sudden they hit the wall in, in overtime and uh, just could barely keep it out of their own end. And finally they just uh, did them in. Wow. Wow. All right, man. Well, I hope the weather's got, got a root for St. Cloud tomorrow night. Well, there you go. Well, once North Dakota's out of it, I'm, uh, I, I check out of, of watching. Too painful. Yeah, I am too. I'm, too I'm ready for my Dodgers now. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, I hope the weather's warm, and and I hope you have a great weekend. And uh, thanks too. for uh, thanks for giving us your Paul Boku story. Well, it, it's it's fun to talk about it once in a while, but uh, I I got lucky. That's all. All right. Bye, uh, bud. And uh, you to have a wonderful weekend, and love to your family. All right. Same to you, bud. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. That is the one and only Auburn Radio Head Chef. And that'll do it on a Friday. So if you're just tuning in, don't touch that dial. This program repeats itself momentarily. And, uh, you know, if you listen on a regular basis and you haven't listened to the podcast yesterday, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, it's pretty good work. And uh, so on this Friday, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. I'm Mike McNamara. This is All Marine Radio. And uh, don't be afraid to change somebody's life. And if there's any way that I can help you do that, uh, I think you know how to get a hold of me. Um, all that contact information uh, on my website comes to me. So uh, uh, don't be afraid to uh, stick your hand out and say, hey, could I talk to you? And, uh, and that opens the door to beginning to change somebody's life. So... With that said, um, have a great weekend. We'll be back here on Monday. I'm out. <laughs>